Hi guys, welcome to the What About podcast and this is our first one in 2021. We've got so many great things coming to you over the year, finishing this series on the culture at Christchurch and then moving on to some other big topics that we're going to be discussing. As usual, we're going to be chatting to leaders here and getting to grips with what we stand for as a church, looking theologically and practically at the topic. And today we're going to be talking about the whole issue of worship. I'm really blessed to be joined by this week by Chris Joys and Nan Joys, two of our worship leaders, songwriters and brother and sister-in-law. Guys, welcome. Thank you. Yeah. I think probably, yes, obviously most people are going to know you, but do you want to do a little introduction to yourselves and maybe just as an intro question, just uh, say, what is it about God that brings you to worship? If you choose one specific attribute that often just overwhelms you to the point of worship, what would it be? You go first, Nan. Um, yeah, well, um, I'm Nen. I've been at Christchurch for almost four years now, um, which is really great. And I've been really enjoying um, being part of the church and um, leading worship on a Sunday. Um, it's a real blessing. Um, I think one of the things for me that I that brings me to worship God is the fact that he's a God that is not just interested in the church as a whole, but interested in everybody individually. And he has an interest in things that we probably think actually why should God be interested in that? But actually he loves us so much that he he is interested. And I think that for me is something that really brings me to worship him. Yeah, so I have been at Christchurch my whole life for 33 years on Sunday. And so I've been a part of the worship life of the church probably for the last 17 years in some capacity. And yeah, it's just been a real pleasure to be a part of the team and and more recently to oversee the team as well and to to lead worship i think one of the things that really draws me to worship god i was i've just been thinking about this recently is actually i think it changes depending on what season i'm in and in this season at the moment it's the unchangeability of our god and his Mm -hmm. faithfulness and how we can be having the worst day or the worst month or the worst year of our lives, but actually God remains good. He remains faithful. And it's just such a, just such a privilege to come before God each day and each Sunday as we meet together and know that that doesn't change and that our foundation is secure. And so whatever we're going through, what, whatever changeability is within our lives we know that he is unchangeable Mm. and he remains good amazing awesome you mentioned uh, a little bit there about the the two sort of thing of our daily lives and also on sunday obviously in this podcast we're going to be looking a bit of what it looks like to worship daily and what it looks like to live daily lives of worship but also communally on a sunday because both are important but slightly Mm. different maybe just to start with the the first one what does it look like for worship to be a part of your daily lives Okay, mm. should, I, should I go first? Yeah, go, yeah, for it, go for it. Yeah, I, yeah again, like, you know, this is something I've been thinking about quite a lot over the last few years and the whole thing of like what Paul says in Romans about worship being being an all-encompassing thing and it's to do with our whole lives. It's a whole life should be a spiritual sacrifice that is holy mm. and pleasing to God. It's not just our singing and our coming together on a Sunday as you know, integral and as important as that is, God wants all of us. He wants He wants our family life. He wants our finances. He wants our work life. He wants, you know, everything that we do, everything we think and say 
he wants us to be submitting our whole selves mm. as a sacrifice to him and to his will. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. No, I think that, that yeah, that's right. It's something I've been actually thinking over over the last few days, actually, about how we should... It's the sort of thing of thinking about that when we live our lives and there's things that people around us don't see, God still sees those mm. things and actually we can we can choose to just do them in a way which is kind of the easy way or the the kind of the most sort of maybe not the best way but we could actually choose to do those things in a way which is the best we can do or the the, the best we can give because actually God still is watching God is still you know our boss in some ways like um you know if we're in a workplace actually you know we're called to to work for God um and not for man and I, and I think actually that's um, working in working hard in all the things, no matter whether people around us see them or not, I think is is crucial. Mm. And actually, it's a challenge. Like I can't say I do it all, but I long to. And I think that's something God works through us. And I definitely think that that is that is worship. That is worship at its real sort of heart. I think. Yeah, I think I think it's I think about worship is is giving of of yourself and giving of all you are in surrender mm. and submission, isn't it? And I think you're right. Often we can um, have it in mind that it's only when other people are watching or it's on that and growing up worship was that time that you did at church <laughs> and actually growing up learning more about what it looks like to submit your whole life and, and actually that what you talked about Chris of that living sacrifice you know once something has been sacrificed it can't be sacrificed because <laughs> it's dead (laughs) in a very sort of practical term and actually if we say that we're meant to be giving of ourselves fully you know there's no going back in that in in terms of what that looks like Mm. die to our old self and and yeah yeah, definitely definitely but as Nen mentioned you know that's not always easy um, because you sometimes do end up going back to that and I can really testify to it and there'll probably be people listening who go yeah that's my daily life you know some (laughs) days things are really great and I I feel yeah I'm, I'm doing I'm doing it all and then the next few days you know things are problematic again and and I think we can all testify to that mm. but I think the importance of that daily commitment I hope it's not too personal what, what what does a daily sort of time of worship look like for you guys in terms of that time with God okay yeah so are you are you kind of talking in terms of like silent time you know quiet time yes yeah God, sorry that, sorry on a to more formal as opposed like the, to life yeah time, sure yeah yeah, so yeah, f- for me, I'll I'll try and find some time each day to to just spend time in God's Word and spend time before Him. At the same time, <laughs> I've got four kids, so there's a lot of praying in between things and praying, <laughs> uh, you know, within within normal life. It's you know, it's not like I can. It's really difficult to find like an hour of time in the day, if I'm really honest. Mm-hmm. So, like. On weekends, it's a bit easier because I'm not working. But on a general day-to-day, it'll be most likely to be an evening or, you know, before bed, that kind of thing. Mm. Mm. But just trying to make sure it's a priority each day because I certainly miss it when I don't yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. So. Mm. I think for me, I find uh, similarly, it's, it's, it's working out what time works best for you, isn't it? Um, and what time you can set aside because it's so important to set that time aside. But... Sometimes life is a bit overwhelming and you have to fit it in. Like I used to do a bit in the morning and, and then a bit before I went to bed and it used to be sort of split up a bit because I was trying to find time that I could do before I had to be out or <laughs> before I wanted to go to bed. But it sort of changes. More recently, I found that actually I've really enjoyed setting a bit more time aside 
when I'm when I've been able to to sort of sit and mm. just myself and my husband are just going through Bible in a year and we started doing that and uh, I've really enjoyed it like actually it's the highlight of my day <laughs> and mm. it's something about setting that time aside whether it's five minutes or whether it's reading a devotional in the morning and doing reading into the Bible in the evening it, there's something about it which I think we, we need and we long for even if we don't yeah. realize it even if it can sometimes be a bit challenging and tough mm. yeah yeah, there's something in awakening your soul, isn't it? To mm. to know um, and to remember the the greatness and magnitude of our God. Mm. That I think it's so easy to wake up. I mean, even if you come off the back of a like an evening service the previous evening, you, you know you you're really pumped up, mm. you know, and full of you know full of the spirit. Mm. You're like, yeah, I can take on the world. Yeah, let's, you know, <laughs> let's let's go and spread the gospel into into all the world. And then you wake up the next morning, you're like, oh where am I? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like there's definitely something in, you know, just coming before God each morning and be like, mm. Lord, would you just, would you just awaken my soul this morning to, mm. to you and to your purposes? Lord, I want to do your will today. Lord, would you fill me mm. with your spirit afresh? You know, even if you're blurry eyed and, and, uh, there's not much going on up there. And, you know, there's something in that sacrificial mm. statement and intention of the heart just coming before God and, yeah, making that priority before him to bow your whole life down each day mm-hmm. and worship. Yeah, definitely. I've I, I recently, so since the new year, I've started a new prayer and, and Bible sort of time mm, in, right. I think, I'm, we're not sponsored by them. Lectio 365, they're really great. If you don't <laughs> if you don't know what to do with your things, I feel like I'm going into a sponsorship, bit, but I'm not. <laughs> they are really good. But And I've set now an alarm in the morning so that mm. I get up. I'm atrocious in the mornings, as anyone can testify. And what I will say will hurt Chris deeply. I have an alarm set for eight o'clock, which was wow. was really difficult for me to get up at eight <laughs> o'clock. <laughs> but I now get up and do it. And yeah, as Chris said, sometimes I'm blurry eyed and sometimes I'm not quite there. But actually, I I want to set that time aside. And the the you know I've I've missed it one or two days, and I had to do it in that evening. And actually, I've missed it during the day. I've missed that mm-hmm. that time, and I felt less awake and less ready. So I think mm-hmm. yeah, it is a really important part of that of that day and of that time Mm. awesome so we've looked a bit at daily lives next question how important is corporate worship Mm. that sort of a flip side of the coin of what most people think of when they think of worship how important is corporate worship and do you want to go first yeah i think i mean I i say it's really important i but then i think also we have to be sort of quite clear that we're not just talking about sung worship because you know there's more more to our Sundays than than sung worship our whole service actually I think is we could say is worship but sort of I think it's there's something about coming together as church which you know it 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 shows the community which we don't have necessarily in society there's something different about church than there is about mm. there's a there's a unity there and you know we we come together to serve the same god we have the same love for him we have we're all you know, we're all saved through him and by him. And and it, there's something really amazing about that. And I think there's something, you know, encouraging about it, actually. For us as a church, there's encouragement from it. And actually, even in, especially in this time where we've we've not had it in the same way, you know, we can feel something's missing, you know. It, it, it's, it's something that we long for. We long for that community and, and that unity that comes from it. And I think also there's the, the sense of it you know god we're we're glorifying god together we're worshiping him together you know as one body and i think there's 
there's something in that which is just you don't see anywhere else and I think that's what something that's really incredible about church is that we have that unity and that that time to worship together as as one one body and I think that's that's really really encouraging I think yeah absolutely I I can't really think of anything to add to that apart from just affirm that oneness like it speaks in the New Testament about being one body Mm. one spirit having one hope and there is like there's nothing like it is just being in the presence of God with your brothers and sisters in Christ it's so it's so encouraging for the soul and it's it's so biblical you know God wants us to be encouraging one another and we do that by singing psalms and hymns and and choruses and songs Mm. of truth to him and over each other and and also you know through through spiritual gifts being able to encourage one another through the prophetic you know through gifts of words of knowledge and and that kind of thing yeah it's about glorifying god and and building one another up isn't it yeah Mm. definitely yeah and i think the the main thing that i think we've been pushing for as a church is to make sure that 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 heart that unity is not lost obviously over the last Mm. year it's been a very different style um of church it's been a very different style of gathering together obviously we we are in lockdown currently when we're um recording this and we're on zoom together so things look a bit different and they look a bit different doing online church however one thing i know that you've been really passionate about chris is that our unity and our our gathering together to worship does not change because Mm. of online things you know and that's been very clear in the articles you've written yeah if you want to check those out look on our website on Christchurch Helsham Chris has written a great blog about what it looks like to worship through COVID times and yeah I think the the essence of what you're saying of unity is still something that truth is still true online or in person although as Nan said there's something amazing about gathering together in in the Mm. way we do one thing I wanted to chat a little bit about is why our corporate worship looks like it does. Obviously, we, as throughout these podcasts, we've chatted a bit about us sitting in a certain area of Christianity. You know, we're charismatic. We have certain types of ways that we do things. Why does our worship look like it does? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think, do you know what? I think the style and, if, if you could call it the structure of the way that we do things i don't think there's a specific reason you know in terms of the order and the and the specific amount of time given to do things apart from our priority of wanting to spend time together worshiping and when i say worshiping i mean you know singing and encouraging one another and time together hearing god's word so like the main part of our service really is word and worship communion you know is included in that and obviously it's looked a lot different in in covid times we've we have cut down the amount of time that we worship in in quotations because because we're unable to sing together in a sense i think it's unfair to have a prolonged time of of the worship leader singing through songs when when other people are unable to not that you're unable to worship without singing but actually i think it's probably slightly unfair to <laughs> let a worship leader sing for 35 yeah. minutes and <laughs> it's almost like dangling a carrot in front of a, a donkey sort of thing but uh, yeah i 
is that what you're asking in terms of like the structure and how we do things? Or yeah, yeah, I suppose in terms of there'll be some people listening possibly who come from different church backgrounds, people sure. who, you know, why don't we sing as many hymns or, yeah. you know, why do we do a mix of genres and styles? Sure. Why do we... So I suppose focusing on the sung area of corporate worship okay. yeah. and, you know, we don't do song, something, song, something. We do a bulk of worship. Okay, yeah. Where does that come from in, in your sort of thoughts in, in terms of the... Does, is that because of an ease it brings people into worship easier yeah, yeah I, th- I think having like a having a prolonged period where it's not stop start stop start just allows people to get into that place where they can focus a bit more you know before mm-hmm. god i speak from experience having small children that it's really difficult to do that anyway when you're kind of stopping them from trashing the place but actually having a prolonged time of engaging with god together i i think it just opens up something more for god's people to be able to Mm. just really go deeper in his presence and in in hearing from him as well it's quite easy to come on a sunday morning and find it really difficult to engage in the worship for the first 15 minutes if you've had a a really stressful morning coming before so yeah that's part of it i I think in terms of like the genres and, and that kind of thing you know we We've got room for growth there for sure. And hymns, we we do hymns. We do some hymns. We don't do lots of hymns. We probably do one one a week on average. And in terms of genre, like I think if you looked at our congregation, it would be predominantly white. You know, uh, I, I think in terms of like demographic age-wise, we're we're right from zero up to 90 years old so I think we have in terms of like the songs we sing I think there's a a really good variety and that kind of thing but yeah Nan what what do you think I think like yeah 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 what you're saying is is exactly right like with with the songs we 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 do actually have quite I think a variety of what we, we do but I think that's also because we we want songs to have the right sort of focus and 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 words to be you know biblical and accurate and actually you know there's so many songs out there that have have that and 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 actually so we can reach into all those sort of different styles for that i guess a lot of it's probably affected by our culture as chris is kind of saying actually you know we we live in a in a certain sort of time and 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 you know part of the part of the world that means our our, our worship is going to look a lot more one way than it would if you were <laughs> somewhere else so but i think you know it, we're not limited by what we ha- what we are doing right now I think you know give us five years and it'll be completely different so <laughs> yeah no I think it's it's something that you know we're we just want to do what worships God the most I don't think we're fussed necessarily by the genre <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think like in in terms of style like I should be careful of my wording here <laughs> but I think in terms of like style I would say that we're not as diverse as we could be and potentially should mm. be you know we don't have a very diverse congregation in terms of like culture I would say but I think churches like us should be looking to be more diverse in the way that we sing our songs and 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 do church on a Sunday morning you know it it doesn't need to be just one type of worship song for for one you know for for one type of people that enjoy mm. that kind of music, if you see what I mean, I, I think uh, I think there's definitely growth there. Mm. Um, Any specifics you can think about? I just sorry, that's a little well, off the hoof. Sorry, there. yeah. So we, I would say, in terms of genre, 
kind of think Matt Redman, Tim Hughes, mm. Hillsong, <laughs> Bethel, you know, that kind of stuff. And we, we write our own songs as well. Yeah, whereas you think you think of churches like Maverick City, like I would say we, we, we in terms of genre, we're not, we, we don't do that kind of thing so much, but maybe that's just because we're, we're in a slightly different so, but the big <laughs> obviously the big question we're all wondering is at what point at what point are you going to be rapping on a Sunday Chris yeah what, um, <laughs> well I'm not yeah I'm not leading for another couple of weeks so <laughs> you can prepare something yeah I, I think actually at the end of the day it's got to be engaging for your congregation hasn't mm, it yeah and but also you don't want to be exclusive in the way that you in the mm. way that we do things you know we want people from different cultures and age groups and ethnic backgrounds to to be a part of us as a church we don't we we're not exclusive we don't want to be exclusive as a church and Mm. we don't want our worship to give that impression that we Mm. are exclusive Mm. and i think think that variety that we have does does lend itself to that in terms of i think you know you'll have times where there is a a quieter reflective time and i know some people really benefit from that other people want to sing and dance and shout and whistle and other people really struggle don't know what to do during those times so I think the yeah that balance is is important Mm. but the main thing I think is that it is helping people and not hindering people into into worshiping and praising which I think is really good I mean you've you've just mentioned actually uh, something I was going to go on to a bit later but seeing we're here obviously writing our own um, songs both of you are keen songwriters looking to yeah bring what God has put on your heart into song and singing those in the congregation. Mm. What do you think that adds when a church is writing and producing and singing their own songs? Mm. Sure, go on then. Well, I think, I think it's, it, it's current. Like we're, you're singing songs for your church is what they're going through. Like we, we can sing a song from somewhere around the world, but we're not necessarily getting the, the, person, the personalness of that. I mean, I'm not mm. saying it's anything wrong with with singing other people's songs because it's great and there's some we have some incredible worship mm. um and songwriters around the world but i think there's something different about writing as as a church and writing because we we can see where our church is at at that point what yeah. do they need to be encouraged in what are we thankful to god for what you know and actually like what we've been talking about recently is kind of the thing Absolutely. of we want mm. our songs to be really bible focused mm. and the one way we can make sure that happens is by knowing exactly what we've written and making you know testing that that against you know the word of god that we're we're singing stuff that we really believe in and and i think that that really sort of helps what do you think chris i yeah yeah i i completely agree i i think it is about journey isn't it in terms of writing our own songs yeah i'm just kind of thinking back to prophecies we've had over the church in the last couple of years like significant ones i really felt that it was key that we wrote songs off the back of those prophecies because actually it you can you can speak a prophecy over people and they might remember it for a while but in our human weakness we we tend to forget things well i do tend to forget things quite quickly but actually you put these things into song and it becomes a lot more resonant mm. with you know with where you are as a church and it helps you to remember where we're at in our in our journey obviously it's important that those things are based on scripture they're not just kind of yeah platitudes and and nice feelings yeah 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 Yeah, yeah. but but at the same time like like Neil was saying like it's great just to sing songs of truth and and there are songs out there that are you think of songs like living hope it's just a fantastic declaration of Mm. why we worship god you know and 
and about the cross and about his 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 rising from the grave and and that kind of thing that are just so important to sing. But at the same time, there are songs that you know people like Bethel have written that for where they're at, and mm. I think it's important not to get not just to sing something from another church just because mm. they're producing good music mm. and because or, or because it had an effect there i think that's also a big thing is often yeah i think around the world we get swept up that you know the next big one comes along because it mm. had a big effect somewhere sure, yeah. and actually just because god has done something in that church it doesn't mean he's going to do the same thing in 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 your church just because you sing the same song yeah. and i think that's something that i think we need to be aware of i think and not get swept up or not specifically in this church just as a wider point of sort of i suppose charismatic evangelical christianity in our area and obviously one of the ways that you guys are trying to sort of pursue making sure that they are grounded biblically is a lot of the songs you guys have been writing recently have come from psalms which obviously are so grounded because they are scripture which is amazing but they are grounded in where we are, for instance. And, and obviously the one that you wrote recently in at the very start of the lockdown, actually, about unity, which yeah. was something that we it was something we were going through at that time. Mm. Do you want to yeah. just maybe chat a bit about how that came to you and how God spoke through that? Yeah, sure. So I, th- I think really this year, unexpectedly, uh, God's just been really just been really prompting me to write more songs through the Psalms and and th- throughout you know the three lockdowns I just felt like God's been prompting me in, in to write songs well not write songs but to write melodies to different psalms at different times and you know how how I'm feeling and how we're feeling as a church and so yeah I think it's psalm 133 <laughs> don't quote me I'm that. pretty sure it's psalm 133 um, how good it is to be you know in the presence of your brothers and sisters brothers and sisters in Christ you know it's, it's like the precious oil running down the head of Aaron and I just you know God was just really impressing on me the significance and the importance and the value of being together being one in Christ with with our brothers and sisters in Christ with with the church which yeah he just put that song in my mm-hmm. heart and if I'm honest it I, I was just kind of playing around with it which is normally what happens with with writing songs, I just kind of play through mm. an arrangement of chords and just start singing the psalm and see what comes from it. So, mm. Um, mm. yeah. And obviously that's that's the same for you in, in some ways now in terms of you've been writing some songs in the psalm. We think about The Lord is My Keeper that's just yeah. come out, which is an absolute corker of a song. <laughs> you got to hear that song. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, if you, if, you, if you don't know that song, then yeah. I suppose checking on, it's often at the start of... Yeah, it's, of services it's, it's isn't it? the build up yeah. on our live stream Psalm 121 but yeah is that the same for you now in terms of it was God sort of leads you to specific psalms and then you does a melody just come from that or um, um, well, is it a bit more of a well <laughs> for me it's a bit of a mishmash really I, I can't ever say I write a song the same way each time I go for one hmm. that time it was it was a psalm I think Chris we were doing one Sunday and that was the focus and Chris was like Nan do you think you could write a song and to be honest at that point I was thinking there's no way I'm going to get a song done in a couple of weeks like <laughs> I haven't got ta- like I haven't got the brain capacity right weeks. now to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like oh I, I, I think I even said to Chris I was like oh I'm not sure I'm going to get anything decent and then like I thought I'll, I'll sit down and have a play and I, and and obviously it's God, it's, you know, I'm not saying, you know, it's a blessing from God that it I, it came so fast because it did, mm. it, it came so fast. And, you know, I, I can't, you know, I've got to give the God the glory for it. And, and, but it, it came and I had like the sort of, I think the, 
what I call the chorusy bit came first and yeah, sort of worked through it that way. But it really varies. But I think that's the one thing I think is which is really good as a worship leader to write is is it's there's like a communion with God whilst you're writing. You know, it's not yeah. just there's a worship there too, and there's prayer in that, and there's you know discussion and. I'm like, Lord, please give me the verse, you know, (laughs) because sometimes you don't have one. And but yeah, like I do find sometimes that God points me to different parts of the Bible, not just the Psalms that he says, you know, write something on this or he gives me something. And there's something really nice, especially about the Psalms. You can look at them and all your lyrics are there already um, and they're perfect. Like (laughs) it's not like you need to alter them, you know, at all. But no, there's something really there's a real blessing about having that time to 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 write and worship God at the same time and that's yeah. really good. Yeah. I think they're really uplifting aren't they the psalms but also they're realistic like you think about what David went through he was really honest like in the way that he wrote the psalms and and I think sometimes there's a tendency to just write psalms about happy things or mm. songs about happy things yeah. and sing songs about happy things on a Sunday morning whereas like in reality at the moment everyone's really struggling aren't they? Mm. Or oh, most most people are really struggling for you know for one reason or the other or the other whether it's just being isolated or you know losing um loved ones mm-hmm. i think it's really important that we sing and just devote ourselves to to reading through the psalms because they just i think they can just really resonate with mm-hmm. where we are and we can find comfort in knowing that david struggled yeah. with stuff in yeah. his life and and Actually, his response was to go to God and glorify God every time. And mm. I think actually, it, you know, it's okay to go through difficult times. It's okay to get upset. It's okay to get angry about mm. things. But take it to God. Like, mm. <laughs> don't just mm. like deal with it yourself. Take it to God every time. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot that we can learn from from the Psalms for sure. Yeah, definitely. It's the often there's that outcry which is so human that comes within the Psalms mm. and and I know Sai said the other day actually when he was doing encouragement you know if it wasn't in the Bible I think it probably shouldn't be said almost like in terms <laughs> of you know can I say God you've abandoned me because we know he hasn't but you yeah, know in, yeah. in the Psalms you know God why have you forsaken me why have you abandoned me and yeah. it's very it's so real to where the Psalmist is at that time and sure. I think yeah. it it's an encouragement to us as well. You know, we're allowed to be real with God. You know, God knows our hearts. He knows where we are Mm. and part of worship and that surrender is being honest with God as to where we are because he knows anyway, um, which Mm. is amazing. I think final question, I suppose, to sort of wrap up in, in, although it's a big question in itself, you've mentioned obviously a few times about God speaking and obviously within the church, we see the prophetic really taking sort of a role within worship. And we see the way that we, God speaks to his people is often through his people. So what, how important are spiritual gifts during times of worship? You go, Chris. Go? <laughs> yeah. I, I just think that like, you can't read the new Testament and think that they're irrelevant or, not you know that they're unimportant i I think they're they're an active part of new testament Mm. church life like we have spiritual gifts to build one another up Mm. build one another up and encourage one another in in our faith and actually i think as a whole like this year aside in terms of practicalities i think you know it's something as a church that we do prioritize and we have prioritized for for decades and I'm just so thankful to be a part of a church that is in that position that values spiritual gifts and, you know, 
yeah it's such a privilege to be a part of that kind of church and and like I say I've been in this church for three decades fourth decade now and for as long as I can remember it's been Mm. just a real important part of church worship and church life I think over this last year has been really difficult like you think you think about how the church has been asked to conduct itself in, in services in terms of like sitting down you know making sure you're seated and that kind of thing I think it has been really restrictive in terms of encouraging one another in spiritual gifts mm. or or maybe it's just caused us to be a bit more nervous about, you know, about sharing them, you know, and, you know, getting up and and using them. But at the same time, I think it's also forced us to build each other up in other ways that aren't Sunday mornings, you know. We've we've been doing encouragements online and things like that, which which I think has been, yeah, mm. really valuable as well. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd agree. I think it's, you know, it, we're, we're really blessed to have a church that really tries to encourage our congregation and, and everyone who is a part of the church to really sort of, you know, seek into spiritual gifts and, and to encourage people to use them. And I, and I think, you know, it's such a great way for our congregation to be part of worship, like actually to step out and to encourage one another and, you know, it, again going back it, you know it sort of reaffirms this idea of community and family and mm. you know we're we're a safe space and and we we want to hear from people and we want to hear from God and this you know using what God has given you to to bless others and to to build them up and but yeah like you say Chris it's been a really sort of tough sort of past sort of year and we're we're adjusting to how how it works and I think in some ways there has been good things we, we we've learned to worship in different ways you know not just limit ourselves to sung worship or to how we do how we do church but we've been encouraged to step out and I think you know if we go back to some sort of normal at some point you know we, we can use that things I think we shouldn't let go of these things we've learned but actually use them to make worship and church even better and a more glorifying to God so yeah no I, I do think it I think it's been a it's been a, a difficult time, but we can use those things for, for good and, and for our improvement. Amazing. Incredible. Well, thank you so much, guys, for your, your thoughts and your wisdom and, and your hearts in this matter. Join us next month where uh, Phil and Ello Rea are going to be here chatting about what it means for the church to be family. Really looking forward to that one. What About Podcast is a Christchurch Hailsham original. The music was done by Chris here, and you can see the full version of the song on our YouTube channel in his encouragement singing through the Psalms. Thanks for joining us.